All right. Welcome to At The Past Podcast, episode nine? Episode 10, I think. No, it's episode nine. I'd- Are you sure? I could have sworn I drew a nine on the last one. Cause okay, but that doesn't mean that it was actually nine. <laughs> okay, I did write episode nine. I think that's right, though, because I think like... We, I think I fucked up on the one, the one episode where I just completely forgot that like Graham's episode existed. Yeah, who and who wouldn't? Oh, we all do. We all forget that Graham's episode existed. You ever see this picture of Baby Nut? <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking through <laughs> my phone. Um, that that third laugh was um, our our dear friend and coworker Symphony A Spell. Hi, <laughs> oh, you're a little close to the mic. I am still. Here, let me just turn you down. Okay, is this better? That's so much better. Okay, um, <laughs> I think that just actually that's like a perfect summary of just you as a person, though. <laughs> Being too close to the microphone. Yeah, that's a good quality, though. In what way? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, you know, representative, rep, representative, representative, representative of just like what an outgoing and intriguing personality you have. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, Symphony works with us at Fits and Starts. Works with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Works with me at Fits and Starts. <laughs> Even though Doria just earlier was, you know, claiming the title of communication director or whatever the fuck it is Con- she said. Content manager. <laughs> and then That's like, good. right? That's a good one. Yeah. And then she's like, oh yeah, but I don't work there anymore. I'm on, I'm, I'm freelancing. Oh, okay. And I freelance for Fits and Starts. <laughs> um, Symphony is a world-class server. Thank you. Um, she runs the entire patio by herself and doesn't, murder any of us during her shifts and it's crazy because like there were definitely like near-death experiences when I (laughs) worked the patio by myself and it was busy it was just like anybody who got in my way or like asked about maybe turning a heat lamp on it was just like they had no idea how close they came to you know crossing over to the other side yeah yeah, so yeah. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, not to talk at you about you, but <laughs> of all the people that work there, you have, I don't think I have one memory of you ever seeming upset. Wow. <laughs> with like the the job at hand. I don't know, that last guy was hard. <laughs> the the guy. busiest dinner of uh, of ever. Yeah. 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 The last guy with his hoe cake sauce and oh uh, oh you meant yeah. like the last the the last oh, yeah, customer yeah 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 but you like I wouldn't have known oh he was pissing me off <laughs> I thought it was obvious I I think that there's this thing that I can see it in your eyes but you don't I think that the the thing that you have that like I don't have and a lot of people don't have is the ability to be pissed off just at the customer and not pissed off in general. I try. And I really, I think that I really appreciate and admire that. And I hope that, you know, that is a skill that I develop. It's any time in my life. And I don't know if that will ever happen. But yeah. (laughs) um, How do you, I mean, this is like a great, actually like a great jumping off point. Um, 
But what, like, how do you how do you fucking do that? Uh, I think I've always done it. Uh, am I close to the microphone again? No, I feel like great. it's getting closer. You're, you're great. Um, I turned your mic down, so like it's mitigating the. Um, but I, my parents are of Southern origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up going to like Southern Baptist churches, like where being polite is the most important rule. Right. Like, and I think it's to a fault. Like, I'm always polite. It's like you said something stupid to me. I'll go, huh, huh. And I just like, (laughs) and I just always laugh and like give people the benefit of the doubt, which is why service is easy for Mm. me because I'm just doing the same polite masking that I've always had to do in every situation I've ever been in. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm glad that it's benefited you. Yeah. But also like, that's just not really like a fun way to. I don't know, like, feel like you have to be. It's like. Not to go therapy session. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, I don't feel, I think I've got, like, some control over it. Okay. Like, I've taken breaks and, (laughs) uh, like, there's been years that I've, like, been like, I don't do service. Like, I'd rather just do something else. So, I think I'm in control of it in a way. Like, I made it my bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And now it just like works for you. Right. Turn it on, turn it it off. Right. right. That's definitely, you know, just something that we should all, this is just a message for the masses, you know, embrace your flaws, Mm -hmm. but work on them and find out how to like accept that they're part of you Mm -hmm. and, and, and use them to your advantage and to other people's advantage. Yeah. All right. There's uh, the, you know, fuck, what's that show? Oh, that leave, leave it to Beaver yeah. like wrap-up message. We're actually done with the podcast now. This is the episode. <laughs> I thought you were just, like, I don't know why, but when you were like, what's that show? I was going to be like, Maury? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, this, yeah. This whole situation is definitely very comparable to Maury. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, what Jerry Springer. Dr. Phil. Yeah, all Right, of Dr. It. Phil. Who's Dr. Phil in this room? I guess it would be me because mm-hmm. I was You're the one that. delivering Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you're Dr. Phil, I'm the crazy teenage daughter who just can't get a grip right Mm -hmm. and i'm the mom with with the the wisdom she's like i just want i just want us to connect right and then dory's like slams the bedroom door on the set of dr phil and goes (laughs) nobody understands me and then she throws herself smoke a cigarette right put on my earphones (laughs) chain smoke one cigarette (laughs) once I have just, it's many cigarettes connected to each other, like what you do with uh, Crayola markers when you're a kid. Just like one long cigarette. Yeah. So it never stops. Never stops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, Symphony, you are a server now. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day you'll be a server in the future. And I know, though, that you've not always been a server in the past. Yeah. Tell us about your food service and non-food service journey. Because I think for most of us that work in the industry, it's like, you know, we've talked about this before. You're either ride or die. Yeah. Or, you know, this is just a stepping stone. And, like, I think that that's a really big part of the service industry that people don't really realize or they think it's only that it's a stepping stone you know but anyway tell us about you 
Right. So I guess my first service job was bar backing at a bar in Brooklyn called Tender Trap when I was in college. And then I started bartending there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also threw parties there. I had a weekly party um, on Fridays. And then I worked the rest of the week, basically. I don't know. It felt like it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Like, that was my first taste. Because before that, I'd been a teacher and, like, a nanny and done all this stuff in schools and with kids. So then working with, like, grown-ups at night was fun. And then... I went from tender trap to like bartending warehouse parties in Brooklyn. And then I, like that whole time I was working for a gallery and I was their events person. So I was just like a nightlife person in general. And that's sort of like its own sort of service industry. And then when I graduated college, I knew I needed to, to do, I don't know. So I was looking for jobs that that seemed like grown-up jobs to do when you graduate from college, but I ended up working at a cafe and then moved to Philly and worked at a cafe and then started working at Nomad Pizza and then like worked at Nomad Pizza and Venice Cafe for like a while. I feel like for for a long time until I was like I got to do something with my life and then I moved to Hawaii and then in Hawaii I ended up baking and I was back of house as a baker for a little bit and then I ended up front of house again at a place called Coconut Grill which was like <laughs> like the most Hawaiian place to work like we only listened to like the Moana soundtrack Pandora station which has like five songs on it <laughs> and we all had to wear like our Hawaiian shirts and we had to make sure that we had shirts on under the Hawaiian shirt, so none of our skin showed because the manager was like a funny old Hawaiian lady who'd be like, imagine if you come to dinner and your husband looks at the lower back of the server. Like, you can't do that. You have to wear a shirt here at Coconut (laughs) Grill. That's so funny. (laughs) So, and then... I feel like that was like something that very personally happened to her. (laughs) Right. Imagine if you come here... Your husband looks at another woman. <laughs> We're responsible for that. Um, okay, so, and then you left Hawaii because then I left it exploded. Ha- right, and then I left Hawaii because it was exploding. The volcano was <laughs> erupting. And then I came. Is that really why you left? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, the volcano was like erupting. I could see it from my house and I lived 20 miles away. But it was just like shooting up into the sky from like 30 different holes in the ground. God damn. Yeah. And it was sort of like everyone was leaving. Like, because the air quality just like sucked. We were having these crazy earthquakes all the time. Like every time the ground would open up for more fire to come out. Like For more fire (laughs) to come out. God. So, yeah, I got married and then left and then came back to manage Nomad Pizza and work at Venice Cafe still. (laughs) And then (laughs) they were just like, Symphony went on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did that for a while until things got like so bad at Nomad that I was like, I got to quit food service. Um, And then I was just a nanny but still at Venice Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) And 
And uh, then I guess like the pandemic happened. And then when I came back from Hawaii, I started a band. And then being a nanny and working at Benna's made it really easy to play shows. And then I got to go on tour, stuff like that. Then the pandemic happened. And then I was still working at Benna's Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> And do you work at Benna's Cafe now? I don't. I don't. But then when I stopped, I was like, I'm going to do something completely different, which was be a preschool teacher, which did not work. And then I quit being a preschool teacher to work at Parks on Tap, which also sucked. And now I'm at Fits and Starts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Damn. You went on a journey. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. What? I don't know. And not to be like, I feel like this is one of the first times since maybe Pat was on mm-hmm. that we really had like more, a more traditional like interview yeah. kind of setup. Um, I mean, of course, like we'll get into more like less like weird quizzing you mm-hmm. kind of questions later or like, you know, things later. But um, like, you know, obviously the service industry has played like a really big part in your in your life. Yeah. And as you move through your early twenties into your, you know, your late twenties and like being in college and all that fun mm-hmm. shit. What do you think how do you think that it has changed you the most? And like both you know, if you want to do good and bad or just bad or just good. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of think there aren't any bad parts that it's changed about me. I love that for you. But um, I've met so many great people. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my favorite part about working in the food service industry. Like, there are people of all sorts of different ages who are doing crazy things in life, Mm -hmm. like traveling and different art stuff. Like, and I don't think I would have that in any other business in the same way. Because it's just like... It's hard work to talk to people, but like ultimately things can be really casual and you get to know people on like super intimate levels. And I love that. And I learn a lot from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is one of the really nice things. And like we've talked about this before, it's come up, is that the the service industry or like food and bev especially, I think, um, really just like gives you the opportunity, you know, if that's what you're you know, if that's what you're looking for to have like your passion projects, like you have, or your, not your passion, it doesn't just have to be a project. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Side have, like, hustle. Right, exactly. To have your thing that you love and then do this thing that makes you money. Right. And, you know, as like frustrating as that can be because sometimes the restaurant industry is not as flexible as it makes itself out to seem yeah. or be or whatever. Um, you know, so as frustrating as that can be, and as much as sometimes the restaurant industry can hold you back, I do think that that's like one really beautiful thing about it. And that is why also, you know, you said mm-hmm. you meet all these crazy people who are doing these crazy things and you have the opportunity to like network and and find out about something that you never knew about before. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like I remember you came into Stodge and you told me like a bunch of shit that I'd literally never heard of. And I was like, that is so cool. I've known this person for 20 minutes. So, you know, that really is just like the restaurant industry in a nutshell. And like, you know, you know about it, Doria, because, you know, you do the whole like I'm a student thing. Yeah. I think I have found that I meet more people. Maybe this speaks to me more than anything else, but I've met more people in the industry and like 
working at, at work and like people that I have a lot in common with more so than like when I'm in school. Right. Like I think I have about three people from my undergrad that I like really hold on to that mm-hmm. I like met in college and then the rest of them are like work friends. Work yeah. friends. Yeah. I mean, you said you even met your bandmate at, at Nomad, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. did meet there. That's uh, very cool. Yeah. Can you tell the story? Yes, yes, yes. So um, my bandmate, Zach, he was a server at Nomad when I first started. And he was, so one night he was closing, or he was like the last server on, because Nomad is multiple floors. And so like he get cut in a certain order and he was the last server on. He wanted to like leave to go to a show or something. And he had a table that just like would not leave. Like didn't understand that the restaurant had closed like a while ago. <laughs> like, and they wouldn't go. So he got fed up and decided to put on corn. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the song is called Twist and it's just all Jonathan Davis scatting. <laughs> and they wrote a really bad Yelp review about it. And he got in trouble. <laughs> and I was like, I love that so much. I want to be that guy's best friend. And now we are. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's very cool. That's very cool. I love, I love, like, fucking shit like that. Just, like, stories of workplace indignance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, though. Literally. Um, I don't know. It just, like, it makes it worth it, you yeah. know? <laughs> Um, I don't know. What else? What else? Is there anything you want to talk about? Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess Symphony doesn't want to be here. I guess. No. No. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the you know the restaurant industry. It exists, and that's why we have a podcast. Um. What was it like working in Brooklyn? Fun. Fun. Yeah. And I also was like young. I yeah. left Brooklyn when I was 23. Where in Brooklyn? What? So like Bushwick and Hell like yeah. Williamsburg, <laughs> Bed-Stuy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite spots were like deep in Greenpoint, but. I love Greenpoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Greenpoint. What's nightlife like? In Brooklyn? No, or when you're working working in nightlife. When so what what is working in nightlife like here in Philadelphia in general? No, just in your experience. Oh. I don't know shit about working nights. Oh. Working working at fits and starts until ten is like I guess like I worked at an ice cream shop yeah. that was open until midnight, but like that's it. Also, but like in working at a restaurant that is open at night is not the same. No, I, that's like what I'm nightlife. saying. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know yeah. shit from a butt when it right. comes to yeah. nightlife. Is wild. It's like lawless in a different sort of way. Like the rules are different, and especially in like Philadelphia, New York, like this whole general metropolitan area of like big cities. It, it's like a little high schooly. Like oh, yeah. it's it gets based on superficial sort of stuff because. So much of, I don't know, nightlife is looking cool and being cool. And then it ends up being a lot about that. Right. Um, is it, you said that there's like different rules. Do you just mean like insofar as like, you know, 
Dory, just go get the food. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> um, I mean, we can hear you, but it's okay. They can know that we eat food. Um, so, like, oh, yeah, you said the rules are different. Yeah. Um, do you mean, like, just in the sense of, like, something like that, like, something like appearance and, and uh, you know, reputation being more important than in, like, typical food and beverage? Or do you mean... Like deeper than that. Like I mean, like, like deeper than yeah, that. Like, like there's, there's different some, expectations. Yeah, and, like, and then even like, like with drugs and okay, alcohol, right, right. like things that are sort of like, like some places just let certain things go because it's oh, nightlife sure. and right, it's right, just right. like how things are. Because you gotta like part. I guess part of like being cool is also like being chill about like mm-hmm. people doing bad stuff. Right, right, right. Um, I definitely like know what you mean. I guess a little bit more with that, just because as somebody who's been to a lot of jazz bars and worked mm-hmm. with a lot of like musicians that frequent jazz bars. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely this thing of um, what is that? Aislinn got conditioner in the mail. Oh, I did get conditioner in the mail. Anyway. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, like, you know, just stories of, oh, so-and-so or this kind of, this person. Not, you know, not necessarily a musician, but, like, usually, like, uh, bar staff, you know, just, like, ripping lines or, you know, shooting up and and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess that's, like, one thing that I, as much as, like, I've had experience working with, like, a lot of, people who have addiction problems are like, you know, not necessarily like, you know, just using, or, you know, using substances yeah. on the job. Like it's not necessarily something that is just like freely tolerated. It's like on the down low tolerated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well I can't prove that so-and-so just did this. Whereas like, you know, I guess like the alternate reality of nightlife is just that like okay I can prove it because I also did it with them yeah 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 which I think is like that yeah I never really would have thought about that to be honest yeah it's wild my so like the first bar where I worked tender trap the owner like died in the basement and so when (gasps) I worked at tender trap I was why did you just say that so casually well (laughs) so I was 19 Mm -hmm. like I was like 19 to 21 so when I was first going in there, I was like really young. And yeah. it was like oh, owned by like these old guys. Sure. And so one of the older guys, um, he died in the basement and like no one told me like what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't until I was older yeah. that I was like, oh, fuck, it was totally a drugs thing. And I right. was the only person who didn't know because I was the baby of the restaurant. So <laughs> oh they were just God. sort of like, yeah, it was like a heart thing. Like it happened in the basement. <laughs> and I was like, dang, like hearts, that sucks. They just <laughs> like made a collective decision not to like ruin you. Right, right. It's like telling someone <laughs> oh, that, that their them. dog got sent to a farm. Right. like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, old manager Petey, he's, yeah. he's hanging out with the goats and the geese now. Yeah. And then his son his son came in and, mm-hmm. like, took over, and he was, like, sort of, like, this rogue who looked like Kid Rock. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, my God. But he made, like, when he took over for his father who had died, he made the bar, like, a Coke bar. So, okay. like, it... Like, he was definitely sewing some stuff there. Right. Like, and it, like became a hot spot. 
And then also as like baby in that bar, I would have to take care of their like fucked up girlfriends. They'd be like, I got to go do something. Make sure she doesn't like die. Uh, right. But she'd just be like crying and be like, oh, like I hurt my hand as I'm like bar backing, but also babysitting grown women. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my God. I mean, it, yeah. I was just going to say, I can think of several times that I've had to do that, but just like with employees. Yeah. You know? That's like also I feel like probably would be a big part of like working in a, a a situation like that where you said like it's very high school. Yeah. It's just like the I mean, and that must be kind of like a weird handoff. I don't know. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, just, if, you know, for example, like any the brunch spots that we worked worked in, it's like, you know, you're doing this emotional labor mm-hmm. for the guests in a way that probably during like in nightlife, like other than like situations like that, like you don't have as much of. Oh yeah, like not at all. Like you're allowed to be a like dick. Like kind of a dick, at, yeah, 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 yeah. But then you have like this other relationship and this other probably extremely exaggerated side of, you know, the emotional labor, which is like more familial and like kind of like more enmeshed and yeah. you know, um, codependent because these are people that you work with mm-hmm. every single second of every day, you mm-hmm. know? That, uh... It must fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. But sometimes those people, those crazy people that really just like don't have their shit together, like the some of those people you'll ever meet in your life. So mm-hmm. yeah. Do you still like have like a lot of connections from um from being in that scene, like, you know, you know, that that restaurant and then um or that club and mm-hmm. then later like Yeah. It's sort of like my home base in a way tender trap no longer exists but like it closed and then like reopened and I was like first person back in there like running stuff when things reopened mm-hmm. um so I always feel like I'm on call yeah almost a little bit but <laughs> so they closed and it's with like from the is this like when they changed from like the one owner to the other well so then the other owner died. So like his son died too. And, um, well, I guess actually before he died, they like, wait, his son also died. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But they had to close. He had like run the restaurant or like run tender trap to the ground and they had to like, just lock it, just like put locks on it. Yeah. And so changed locks. So he couldn't be involved anymore. Then he died. Then they reopened it after he had died, like with the same name, I think. Cause it was like, sort of like coast is clear mm-hmm. and it was way cooler had a mini ramp and a stage in the back and then the gallery that I worked for was also in there and that's got something to do with it because it was like it was like a community like a scene community whole thing and that's why I'm still connected to that but then I came and did Philly nightlife too I was like DJing at the Dolphin and stuff and I'm still friends with those people too what goes into that? Like, because, like, I think about, and you probably can't answer these questions, mm-hmm. and this should be, like, its own episode for sure. But, like, I think about, like, some of the, like, the shows and the the different things that go on at, like, Warehouse on Watts and, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, you know, even just having, like, whatever night, like, you know, like, Fabrica does jazz night and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, like, you know, like, so I just don't, like, I can't even imagine doing the backflips to make something like that happen, like doing event planning. Like, that just fucking seems crazy to me. 
it's it can be like like if you're working with people, it can be really, really easy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's difficult, but there are well oiled like institutions in Philly, especially where like you have one job and like the other like people take care of stuff. Okay, like right. I've never put something together like from the very bottom to the top on my own. So like these things are just like they're like there's more of a team behind them. Right. Like, right. So it's eye. like some person yeah, yeah, yeah. will do like they'll book like the the DJs and stuff, but then there's a sound person like who's doing all the sound stuff. Like right. I wouldn't know how to hook up sound stuff if I wanted to do something outside, but my bandmate Kevin does. Right. And then like Kevin knows people to like help with other things. Like if we needed lights or mm. something like I, because it's a community, I think it's really easy to like know where to find people to perform certain roles so that no one's doing it all on their own. Nice. Yeah. Um, why? I mean, is it just kind of like not, not being part of that, in the same way mm-hmm. that you were before. Is that just like a, a decision that you make because it doesn't fit your lifestyle or was it like, you know, a, a toxic kind of like environment? Both? Oh, a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. It like definitely was a toxic environment and it's easy to, to like dissociate right. when you're on drugs and drinking a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So then when you stop dissociating, it's like, oh, fuck, I could pay attention to some other stuff. and (laughs) Just like anything. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then like also the pandemic happened because I was starting to feel that way, but it's also like hard to shake when that's where all your friends are and like that's what I did. Like that's just what I did. And now I can't do it or I couldn't do it in the pandemic. I guess there are more opportunities now, but I don't really want to because it's been like a year and a half and I'm almost 30 now. So it feels different. Yeah, right. You've also had that chance to like step back. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and give like them the big, opportunity to, to like take a break. Right. right. And it's like in a big way. It's not just in a like, okay, well, I'm going to do less shows or I'm going to DJ less or I'm yeah. going to be less involved. It's like you were not involved. There was no involvement, nothing to be involved in at all. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess that makes a lot of sense. But um, it also seems like, you know, that I think, you know, this is not new information for anybody on this podcast or otherwise, but, like, you know, this has just been an opportunity for a lot of people to pursue other avenues, whether it be, like, okay, well, I'm going to leave the restaurant industry forever or just, like, I'm going to, you know, move to another restaurant because so-and-so didn't reopen, et cetera, et cetera. But, um I know for you, it seems like you've had like a lot of opportunity to focus more on your band and like mm-hmm. being involved in like different like non um, service and or not not service industry, non restaurant industry mm-hmm. things. Um, but a lot of them are like seem pretty service industry adjacent, yeah, um, or service industry relevant. Um, Symphony also is involved in podcast things, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think that's really one thing, one little mi- like minor silver lining we could have all been able to get out of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. What? Just, I love that. I just yeah. hate that, like, I just hate that it's something that I have to say, like, every day. Yeah. You know, I, it just, it just makes me angry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what is that face you're making? I have this. 
this Nomad Pizza review on my computer that's like so relevant. Okay. Oh. That it's like it is. I mean, not like that. It's it's anything worth dissect. I, I should just get it. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say this is just the time then. This is just the time to get it. Okay. Where a new a new little I guess like you can go. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess like a new little thing that we're gonna do, which um. You know, will probably drive my boss crazy. Um. <laughs> is uh. You know, not that I'm going to be doing about fits and starts necessarily, but we did last last episode. Were there um, any bad ones from fits and starts? I mean, bad. yeah. Bad reviews? Bad fits and starts reviews? Yeah. Yeah. What does anyone have to say about fits? It's such a perfect little baby. <laughs> You're so sweet. Um, I can, I mean, get, we don't, I mean, we don't really have to go into it too much, but because like, I don't want it to just be like, okay, we're just ragging on where we work yeah. or the, the people that come to where we work. Um, but People criticize the pay system. Um, uh, there's a really mean review about me in a heat lamp. Right, 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 right. Um, right. <laughs> uh, it's like just stuff like that. And, you know, people just not really understanding like the state of the restaurant industry. Right. Um, and like that is one thing that I think is especially taxing for me mm-hmm. is that like I am like burdened with all this knowledge um, <laughs> of like how things really are. Yeah. And, and you know, like you want these people to like understand that like, hey, the the fact that you're getting maybe like, a, a, you know, a, a off brand level of service right now is like non-intentional. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be this way, but like you gotta meet me in the middle here. Yeah, you have to because like I'm trying to be here for you in whatever way I can and whatever way like you know the business can. So yeah. like, can you also meet us in the middle? And one thing I've said ad nauseum is that like we do have like a pretty decent like contingent of people who come in because we are a neighborhood spot mm-hmm. that like get that fits and starts is like a thing yeah, that they appreciate and that we are trying very hard. Right. You know, and we've always tried very hard. Um, it's just like most of the time, like people who really aren't part of the neighborhood and aren't part of the community yeah, that like don't get that. And I think that is also just like a larger thing that happens in Philadelphia right now. Like the expectations of people coming into the city. Yeah, and they've heard so many good things and I'm like you got to understand that like right now we're like still like we're all exhausted and we're all like healing from this like massive like wound and this massive like you know injury we have undergone as a an industry and like yeah. you got to you, you know like I'm doing my physical therapy but you got to bear with me here. Yeah. Um but yeah, let's talk about people being shitty. This was the one that I this isn't the first one that comes up and there are plenty more. But this one I read and it really resonated with me. It's from Nomad Pizza uh, on the tw- uh, August 28th, 2020. So mm. we can all put ourselves, our minds in August 28th, 2020, what's going on in the world. I ordered a hot soapercetta for pickup. When I got home, it was a hot sausage. Drove 20 <laughs> minutes through this crappy city for a wrong order. Thanks, Nomad, for lowering the bar like everywhere else during this quote unquote pandemic. Should have delivered me a new pie, lazy bones! <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> lazy, lazy bones. bones. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there's. First a lot of to all, unpack here. I don't understand 
I like I'm reading this. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading this and I just don't know. I'm confused as to what was like. I ordered a hot soprasetta for pickup. When I got it, it was a hot sausage. (laughs) (laughs) I ordered hot meat. Yeah, I got hot meat. (laughs) I'm very disappointed to say the least. So the soprasada pizza there has honey on it. Okay. And it's really good. And the sausage (laughs) one is like meat crumbles. Right. No honey. Okay. And it's also got onions on it. So I could see how he could be upset about that. But I don't know. <laughs> he should be more understanding for sure. Why also, he- just like I love that part of his review was uh, like his negative. The, uh, part of his negative review was about Philadelphia and has right. nothing to do with Nomad Pizza. <laughs> I drove 20 minutes through this crappy city and I'm like, baby, we all drive 20 minutes through this crappy city just to like exist. Go to Target. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah, 20 minutes. It's. Not even that long to no. drive someplace. I mean, to be honest, he was probably driving like four blocks because that's how that works here. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not Nomad Pizza's fault. Yeah. Also, just like if you're I mean, we've talked about this before, but just like if your biggest problem in life is the fact that your order got a little messed up, like, please, yeah. can we switch? Switch lives. Switch lives. <laughs> like you can have one of my problems. And I'll just take this, the hot meat problem. Right. <laughs> also, I like that. He ordered for pickup and then insisted that they should have <laughs> delivered him a pizza, mm-hmm. which I'm sure if he had, I, you know, I'm no expert on service, but if he had called and been like, hey, I ordered this kind of pizza and I got hot sausage. Do you think I could come back and get a new pizza? They probably would have been like, of course. Oh, yeah. Right. Or, or so- even giving you a gift card or something. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Refund your purchase, come get your new pizza, all is well. Right. Instead, he just, <laughs> thanks for lowering the bar like everywhere else during this quote-unquote pandemic. That, like, makes me angry on, like, such a, like, deep, like, guttural level. This is clearly someone who thinks that, like, the pandemic is wearing masks. Like at on like they only understand it at a surface level, right? Yeah, and have a zero understanding of what is happening that might feel like a lowering of the bar. Not to mention the fact that like okay, it's like sometimes orders get fucked up. Like, have you been to the world? Like, well, right. And I had a boss who always said that like people who leave Yelp reviews like that instead of like going back to the restaurant mm-hmm. are cowards. It's right. like. You like want to be mad about something, and are also too much of a baby to say something to yeah. my face, like <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. Or like just the people who like, you know, leave two dollars on their, you know, the credit card line on their, you know, hundred dollar bill, and like piece the fuck out, yeah, like as quickly as possible. And you're like, yeah, you knew that I was gonna beat your ass if like I saw <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, that's just like. I don't know. The the fact that like the pandemic is something that people even like I don't know. That they doubt. It seems like to this guy the pandemic is a an inconvenience in his life. Right. Yeah. Which is right, I think right. my least favorite mindset that people take yeah, on. It's yeah. like yeah. this is I mean like yeah, sure. 
it's incredibly annoying often, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that that is, at its core is what it is. It's right. a, a nuisance. It's mm-hmm. more just like a, you know, a, a tragic thing that's happening and also like having a great effect on yeah, so many I mean, industries. Especially because like, okay, so just say that this person is, you know, just say that they're like a, a non-believer, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Just say that they're right. It doesn't even, it doesn't mean that our lives as employees of a business haven't been wildly impacted by this thing, whether it's fake or real or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like how, like that, how is that basic understanding? If the fucking power goes out, business is going to be affected. Yeah. It's the same thing. Do you know what I mean? No matter what your actual personal feelings are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on like the the credibility of it like right. i just don't understand like that's just a very base idea to me but yeah it is for i guess for me it's really just you must like this man must just like have to work from home and like can't like go to his favorite spots that he used to be able to go to and is like fed up yeah, and now he's like mad because he got hot sausage, and I'm like, sorry, you can't <laughs> go to fucking like Yards Brewery and like yeah, on Spring Garden, <laughs> uh, Yards Brewery. You know, I didn't know where it was uh-huh. for the longest time, and, then and you realized it's attached to a Target. Well, not yeah. only that, <laughs> I had like heard about it, and it had like been a part of like you know this like idea in my mind, and I had passed by it so many times, not realized it, and been like, what is that fucking smell? Mm-hmm. Because it smells so much mm-hmm. like yeasted bread. Yeah, for like four blocks around it. So anytime I like jogged by, I'd be like, "What is that?" And then I found out it was that brewery, and I was like, mm, "That place makes it that whole block stinky." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the story of how I came to New Yard's Brewing Company, <laughs> <laughs> and and I knew that uh, like someone that I knew had gone to like a bachelor's party there. That was what I could know about it. It's so weird because, like, Yards was a really big thing when it first, like, w- became a thing. Yeah. And um, I thought it was really cool. I think everybody thought it was really cool. And, I, like, yeah, I'm, like, it's, like, Miller High Life to me now. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, like, it's, like, the, it's, I don't know, like, the, I can't really think of a, a good comparison, but. It's just like the swill beer of artisan beer. Right. It's like a like like Brooklyn Brewing Company. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like they they were like the exact same setup. The mm-hmm. only difference is that they had these two employees that would come to my old job who were like super cool. Yeah. And they would bring <laughs> free beer all the time. That's so great. like for our holiday party we had a bunch of like, like fun just, beers. Right. Ooh. Um and so they, you know, in that way, I like them. <laughs> Yards has built no pathos in my brain. So right. it's just a place where bros get sweatshirts. Exactly. <laughs> and I just like, I think about like other Philly brewing companies that are like so much cooler, like Tired Hands or like, you know, Love City or like, you know, PBC, which is like really <laughs> shitty beer. But like, I would still so much rather go go to one of those places or, you know, patronize one of those places. But, um, all right, let's go to our next shitty Yelp review. We're going kind of like the gambit of like bad places that the three of us have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nomad, we knock Symphony out of the park. Are we going to the pop shop? We can do pop shop. We're That's gonna, cool. I think we're going to go to the pop shop. I'm, I'm honestly thrilled to 
I'm very excited to hear what you're going to pick. Can you do the date first? Is it recent? Do you want a recent one or do you want an old one? How old do you want me to go? Because I can go back, back. I was going to say, if you, you can do a recent one or you can go to like peak Aislinn working there in like 2016 or 2015. Okay, let's go to page three. 2016. Were you there in July of 2016? I don't know. That's a long time. Uh, let's go pop movie. shop, someone reviewing Pop Shop Medford. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And I only know that because they started off with, Pop Shop Medford, you are no Collingswood. Pros, great building, very nice server with a lot of patience with children. And brand new on the job. Nice upstairs room. Server tried to get each family a separate check, which was very nice and considerate of him. Food was normal pop shop fare. Not great, not bad. <laughs> if I didn't have kids, there would be better places to eat. <laughs> no offense to anyone, it's just a fact. Cons. The kitchen should never deliver the adults' meals before the kids. And this was after an extra long wait. We had eight hungry kids ranging from 16 months to eight years old. Finally, when asked, they brought out some goldfish. The kitchen was slower than molasses. And then it took forever for us to get our checks. Mine was slightly wrong, so it took forever to be corrected. And then the credit card processing system didn't work. I had to sign a separate check rather than wait for 30 more minutes. I had already waited a half hour after the meal with my wife and kids in the car. The, guy, the guys behind the counter were super nice and apologetic, but the manager should have known that was going on and just comp comped the meal at this point. Stink and Connie, you need... Who stinks? Stink is Bill. <laughs> He, he is fucking stink. You need to figure this out. I was really disappointed. Interesting. I am taking that very personally. <laughs> um, it was busy. That is what it sounds like. It <laughs> sounds like it was like, busy and you had eight it, fucking kids. Yeah. That's insane. That is like incredible. And plus, like you have to like maybe assume that there's at least one parent per, you know, like two kids. Yeah. So that means it's like, that's a party of fucking 12 people. And you were surprised that it was a little weird at this like children's restaurant. There are reviews on here also about the fact that it is a children's restaurant and how they're upset that it had lots of children. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest things that like people would complain about. I loved when people would complain about how loud it was. And I was like, do you want me to tell other people to be quiet? Because I like literally cannot fucking do that. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming like pizza, you had a lot of fucking kids. Yeah, we would call it Chucky Fromage. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like fancy pizza. And it was on like Fridays, there were whole families that would come and they'd be like, Oh, like just bring your kids to Nomad and they would just let their kids run wild. Mm -hmm. And like you can't say anything to right. someone else's child when you work at a restaurant. Um, bad things will happen. That actually happened at B2 when I was working at Venice West. Um, uh, so a barista went over to a kid and the kid had, or went over to a table and told the table that the kid's iPad was too loud. But then this woman like freaked out and the news got involved. What? And yeah, it was crazy. So then like my old boss, Nancy, had to go on the news and like release her security footage because this woman was like, and this fucking bitch barista from this smelly hipster cafe in South Philly, like oh came God. over and told my baby to shut up. Right. And, like it, <laughs> it, it exploded. And then. 
Yeah, it was a whole thing. And basically it was like a, like a South Philly born and raised versus hipster battle is how it came down. Like they just swarmed the B2 Yelp page, like being like, this place smells. These hipsters got to go back to Brooklyn. Like they were just bugging out. But yeah, you can't you can't talk to someone else's kid or even near someone else's kid because parents are awful. Parents are awful. I mean, I'm always on the I don't like children, you know, train. But the reality is, is that like I just like don't like a lot of their parents, you know. Yeah. Because like a kid can be a fucking shit, but most of the time it's because their parents are really fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to just like I just. Working a Sunday brunch, I mean, like, and this was, like, when I went to, like, do back of, excuse me, back of house stuff, and it definitely was because of, like, the level of children and just, like, general chaos because you just, like, can't tell these people. And you're, like, I'm trying to bring waters to a table that's literally 10 feet away from me, and I just, like, can't, cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what were you going to, well, Harriet, say some more? Harriet disagrees with you. Why? She said, now, the ambiance. I fully realize this is a place for kids, fully prepared for the din of babies and toddlers screaming and crying. However, this restaurant allows children to run all over. Very disturbing to the other diners. Very unsafe. And if you are there with a young child who sees this, they want to run also. They need to enforce some type of rule about this. Still have indigestion from the food plus watching the quote-unquote NASCAR kitties, which I assume she means like the children running in circles. Okay. Mm. Also, also ordered a like, crab and cheese melt on a pretzel. So I don't know why. Like she's surprised that she has indigestion. indigestion. <laughs> and let me tell you what Harriet. Harriet. Harriet, that was microwaved. <laughs> <laughs> that crab and cheese on a pretzel, it literally, they, we cut us off. Pret- like Philly Pretzel Factory delivers soft pretzels to us in the morning. I say us like I still work there, but <laughs> deliver soft pretzels in the morning. We cut them all in half. And then we just like, there's like basically an ice cream scoop of fucking crab meat that we just like, and then we put cheese on it, American cheese. <laughs> and then you're, you're truly, you know, expo aficionado, Aislinn Fair, who pops out in the microwave and like screams when she touches the plate because it gets so fucking hot. Um, and that is, that's the pop shop. The other thing to know about Harriet is that, according to her profile picture, she is an orangutan. <laughs> Wait, she's so, what? An orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> so, when did these these uh, fucking uh, primates get so opinionated? <laughs> I came here with with my pack. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the number one poop thrower in the, in the group. Um, this person, who were you there in 2015? Yeah. All right. So th- I was there from 2011 to 2016. The thing that's interesting about this person, they appear to be very young. Um, so it seems like they they might have grown into their their Yelp their yelpness because from their picture it looks like a recent photo just judging by like the way that they've done the glow light and they can't be like older than 30 so they left this review in 2015 which puts them in like their early 20s Mm -hmm. this place is weird all capitals it is weird (laughs) the teenagers who we work here are super weird we had four different servers and it took forever for our food to come out when there was only three other tables everyone who worked there had nothing better to do so they all all they did was stare one kid who thought he was hot shipped kept walking by our table, table of four girls, and running his hands through his hair and winking at us. 
we finally got our food, one friend did not <laughs> like her fries. What? Did not like her fries when we told the waitress who came back every three minutes that she didn't like them. She said, that's not my problem. People who work here are rude and weird. As I said before, we will not be coming back. Okay, let me just say that almost 100% of that didn't happen. Like, there's just, what year was that? 2015. There's just no way that anybody said to that person, not my problem. No one would have said that. Not my problem. No one. I wouldn't even have said that. And that was like probably when I was at my most irritable. I can't. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. What do you think? I, it sounds pretty fake. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> also, like who's running through? I can't think of a young person, a young male person who had hair and would have been working at that time <laughs> and to run it through, run his hands through his hair and wink. That's nobody that worked there, especially not at what, does it say what time of day they were there? Uh, no, but they got fries. So probably in the afternoon. Yeah. My I guess. don't know. That's just sounds fake to me. What's their name? Cassandra. Cassandra, Let's go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, Cassandra now lives in California. So. <laughs> We're going to roll up. And has yeah. 826 photos on her Yelp review page, which means oh she does God. this a lot. I hate her. A lot. I hate her. Or them. I don't know. Go ahead. That was that. Um, we want to go further. We got one more. Let's do one more, and then we'll move to CNG's Country, Cafe. Country Cafe. I mean, some of these are just like I would read them, but they're so long. And it's just like you had so... Too much long time. Yeah. All right. Went there, went here for an end of the day milkshake and French fry treat for my stepdaughter's birthday. <laughs> Highly disappointed. Disco fries had absolutely no taste, probably because they were overlooked, but the spoon, small spoonful of gravy was also tasteless. And that point, cheese couldn't even save your fries. If I wanted cheap Parmesan, thrown on over cooked fries with some mayo on the side. I'll just do it at home next time and save the seven bucks you charge. They were horrible. Come on, guys. Toss them in some tasty oil and get that parm to stick. This isn't <laughs> rocket science. Desserts came out staggered, so by the time the kids were done, their ice cream slash milkshake, my wife's dessert still hadn't come out. After reminding the staff, it came out burnt. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> If it weren't for a pretty decent shake, this place would give get zero stars, and it's a shame because of the success and reputation of the other location. So I'm guessing they're at Medford. Medford. A I manager say also like parm on the disco fries sounded weird to me. Go ahead. A manager did hear our complaint after the wait staff failed to sing "Happy Birthday" as requested. Way to go, Pop Shop Medford. You fail at everything but milkshake. <laughs> Maybe you should reduce the menu until you can get at least a few things right. Thanks to the manager who gave us a gift certificate. We'll go back to the other location. Damn. Collingswood for the win, I guess. This is, yeah, all of these are pretty much the same. I mean, it makes sense. But also, like, these people, we, this is a Cisco restaurant. <laughs> Yeah. And you want things to taste like stuff? They're like, what do you mean there's American cheese on this? Yeah. The menu is overwhelming, she says. It does have 365 things on it. Wow. Isn't that the fucking dumbest shit you've ever heard in your life? Yeah. Whoever said you can't ruin breakfast has never eaten at the pop shop in Medford. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Um, have you ever had a bad Yelp review written about you? You probably haven't. I, I've only had one good one written about me it was at 
Van Leeuwen. And it was, but they didn't use me by name, but it was like the night and I could like recall my coworker being on break. And I, they recalled like that episode of I Love Lucy with oh, the conveyor right, right, right. belt. Tell me about this one. Yeah. yeah. And it was like this poor girl running around like she's on I Love Lucy trying to put together these ice cream scoops. Kudos to her, but what the fuck is going on over there? Right. And I was like, well. Symphony? Uh, I did have a bad Yelp review written about me when I first started working at Nomad. I was working Saturday brunch, which um, always started out really slow. And I didn't fire this guy's pizza order. He, like, called in a pizza, but there was, like, nothing going on. So then when he showed up, his pizza was not ready. It also only takes five minutes for a pizza to cook at Nomad. So it was like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I forgot to fire that. Let me put it in right now. But he, like, as he was waiting for his pizza, posted something like, Saturday morning crew has no clue what they're doing. And then uh, my my manager texted me, what are you guys doing over there? Fucking up? Because I don't know. I guess probably had had the alerts on. I explained what happened. It was fine. Also, just like not a big deal. No, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was fine. It was just like. I was probably talking and, right, and someone out. called and I was like, okay, I'll put your pizza. And then I like did it, but then didn't do it all the way. Right, right back to talking. Classic Aislinn <laughs> brunch move was to just forget to put an entire table's order in. And I was like, I'll go back to the kitchen. Like I'm waiting for table 22. You dumb fucks. What the fuck is going on? And they're like, there's no ticket. And I'm like, oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've had, I think like it I don't want to say many, but definitely notable yeah. bad Yelp reviews written about me, but also notable very good ones. So I'm just going to go with there's been more good ones than bad ones. Yeah. But, the, only, um, the ones on the fifth and starts one that mention you by name are very nice. I know. Because I'm a great <laughs> Our server, server Ace was a rock star. Um, my favorite, though, is I have two that I like, but my favorite is that somebody wrote at one of the bars that I worked at that, you know, their hours of operation said they were open, but our bartenders face it the way they were closed. (laughs) I was like, that's so dramatic. I love it. (laughs) Another person, like I think once heard a Yelp review that I like started out with an attitude. And then when they complained to the manager, I came back and I was like, so nice. It felt even like worse than when I was being a bitch. So Working with me is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so should I move on to C&Gs? Should we segue? Yeah. All right. Some reviews call this place cozy. Is cozy another word for cramped? Way too many tables in way too small a place. The host practically had to use a shoehorn to seat people on a Sunday morning. <laughs> First off, the furniture is cheap. It is old, wooden, and rickety. The tables and chairs felt sticky. Also, eating on wooden tables is less than hygienic. Is the owner too cheap to even provide proper paper placemats? Maybe the owner should reinvest some of their profits into this overpriced food back into the restaurant. To be specific, I ordered a CJ omelet. It was described as having spinach, caramelized onions, and cheddar cheese. The omelet itself was flat. There were some diced spinach, sautéed onions, and a little speck of cheddar cheese. Nothing about this omelet justified the $10. It was perhaps one of the worst omelets I've, never, I've ever had. I've had better omelets at Denny's. First thing, 
I went to the CNG's website to double check the price, and when I did, I saw that the CJ omelet also had bacon. Needless to say, there was maybe a few bacon flecks added. There was also so little bacon that it was barely noticeable during the meal and completely forgot forgettable two hours later. LOL. I requested fruit instead of potatoes. I was told by the waitress it was a 250 upcharge. She added the caveat that the fruit was sliced fresh, most likely to justify the price. Well, I received a small dish of fruit, which was far from fresh. It appeared old, and it was mushy. It might have been cut fresh, but it wasn't fresh when served. BTW, thanks for the single cherry. It was brown and rotten. Nothing like a small bowl of mushy fruit with a rotten cherry on top. Pretty freaking sad. On top of the subpar overpriced meal, the waitress I had was less than friendly. She took the order, and I never saw her again until she came to table the, with the bill. The restaurant uses used iPads for the bill, and the customers paid at the, their tables. I, to add insult to injury, the pre-programmed tip amounts on the iPad were 30%, 25%, 20%, 18%, and a no-tip option. You cannot, however, select a drop-down menu, which allows the customer to select a Oh, you can, however, select a drop-down menu, which allows the customer to, quote, select a custom amount. I believe having 18% as the lowest default tipping when you have waitresses that were unfriendly and incompetent as the one that I had is pretty presumptuous, to say the least. Wow. I'm glad this establishment has so many good reviews. The people who posted these reviews can continue to patronize this establishment because I, along with my wallet, wouldn't eat there ever again, even if they were to give away food. That was... A lot. <laughs> that was one review? <laughs> that was one review. Who was this person? I don't know, but it, it's like big enough to that there's paragraphs. Like, I mean, they like formatted it. They must have really had a bad time, though. It sounds like it. That fruit thing does suck. <laughs> Mushy fruit. That's <laughs> Mushy fruit. <laughs> you know, it makes me sad because, like, I don't know what... Like, I don't know what, like, I understand the, the mushy fruit thing. Sure. Upsetting, right? You go here in July during, you know, Sunday brunch, Saturday brunch, I think is what she said, what they said. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Sunday. They went on a Sunday morning. You, you ordered this fruit cup. You're excited. We t I talk a lot about the CNG's fruit cups. Yeah. But what upsets me is that you might think that I have time to, or whoever works here might have time to like sit there and pare a melon for you. Right. Like fruit when it sits in cold is not going to taste like fruit. No. Yeah. It's, but you know, there are places where you get a fruit. There are diner esque places that when you order a fruit cup, they give you like canned fruit. Yeah. So yeah. they're making an effort. Right. You know? And yeah, the single tray on top is kind of funny. <laughs> but you only get one because they're expensive. Well, I mean, and that's like the other thing too, is just that, you know, at the pop shop, we cut our own fruit. And like, yeah, every Sunday morning when I would go in, it was part of, you know, your expo, expo side work to cut the fruit. Yeah. But then, you know, like it, there's a lot going on. I'm not just like. Inspecting every fruit every, cup. Yeah, exactly. Touching each piece of melon to make sure that it. And also if somebody saw you do that, they'd probably be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you touch Motherfuckers my Motherfuckers putting my other, their hands all over my fucking fruit. Also, just get fucking potatoes. The potatoes are so good. I'm okay. just saying. It would be easier for every party involved. Yeah. Leave Expo alone. Yeah. Leave Toast Girl alone. <laughs> she sees that fruit cup. She says, yeah, I'm dead, actually. Because <laughs> you're not allowed to make them ahead of time. You have to make them on the spot. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, you have the fruit laid out, but then... If you add 
too many of one thing you get yelled at or too little of one thing you get yelled at. Also, though, like to pre-do them might actually mean that they held up together a little bit more. Like to pre-make the fruit cups? Yeah. Yeah, but then they do that thing where like you never put strawberries in a fruit salad and then like it stains the fruit. Mm -hmm. And then you know that it was made beforehand. True. There's a lot. Yeah. Also, their omelets are great. I'm just going to sit here and defend this, this art, whatever this person is saying. Where is this place? In New Jersey. Okay. That's the thing, too. You come in from. Context. They came in from LA. That's where this person is from. They're from LA. They're from a fucking diner in New Jersey. They're from Los Angeles, California. God. And they're upset about the cheap furniture, the wooden tables. Which, is that a problem? Do people have issues with wooden tables at restaurants? This is news to me. Well, I've never heard someone have a problem, but at Nomad, it was like like a deep cleaning day task to like get get the knife and like scrape out the gunk in the tables. Oh. Yeah, because the owner, I think he eventually did get this stuff but like didn't get the stuff to seal the cracks because it was rustic, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's gross. But yeah, it would be pretty gross. You could find like pennies and like red pepper flakes, like old meat, all sorts <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, in the grains of the wood. So I, I know what this person is talking about. If those tables look like the tables at Nomad. I This one is confusing. Food is usually great here. When again and was served an omelet instead of a egg and sweet potato scramble. When I asked about it, I was told the chef on duty just makes things differently sometimes. I also ordered a side of avocado and was served a browning, mushy avocado that I mean, was sloppily cut into a few chunks. That's your bad for ordering avocado Why'd you auto, at a restaurant. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know they don't, like, come from around here, right? So, I like, also, like, I will literally ask for no avocado in anything that I order from a restaurant. I'm not fucking playing that game. Have you ever gotten <laughs> bad avocado on something and just, like, been, like, the visceral upset? Have I ever? Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. That's the worst. Like, that, you should know. I learned that at age, like, 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, like, never... Like, unless Never. it's, like, I'm going for, like, sushi. Oh, that's And I'm, different. like, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. If I'm going to, a, like, anywhere that does, like, breakfast, hard you know pass why. on the avocado. Because sometimes they're deceiving, too. They don't even have to be brown. They can have that taste. Yeah. <gasps> so probably one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, bad avocado taste. I almost, like, the avocados at the pop shop were so bad, I almost, like, just don't like avocado anymore. Damn. Unless it's, like, in guac. Or, like, something. But anyway, continue. Brown mushy. Brown and mushy. Terrible burnt home fries. Dripping eggs. Very young cook with longer hair and bandana. When I asked him to cook the raw potatoes, he burnt them, so I refused them and said I don't want anything. I saw him through the window, HD the, HD the dish away, up in the air, and t- yoss them. Best what? all... <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a stroke? <laughs> Terrible burnt home fries, dripping eggs, very young cook with longer <laughs> hair and bandana. <laughs> when I asked him to cook the raw potatoes, he burnt them, so I refused them and said, I don't want anything. I saw him through the window, <laughs> had the dish way up in the air and yossed them. <laughs> Better all the old, <laughs> older woman with dark hair owner was there, so it means he didn't care or it's a relative. No more breakfast there. 
<laughs> it's a poem. <laughs> Eileen has written for us a poem. <laughs> Terrible burnt home fries, dripping eggs, very young cook with longer hair and bandana. <laughs> when I asked him to come, <laughs> I'm going to read it again. <laughs> it's fucking slam poetry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he held the dish way up in the air and gassed them. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, you want to do one more? I don't. We don't. I, I'm going to go back to no, Nomad has some really good ones. I'm assuming that's because people from like the city have a standard that is perhaps a little too high, right? All things considered, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's about a server with bad body odor, which is just <sighs> annoying. Yeah, yeah. You that, know, <laughs> you know about this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like I can talk about this. I was managing when that happened, and everyone knew who it was. And he was on tour when, when like we saw it, and then everyone was like, "Oh fuck!" But it was like a thing that I was like, "It's true." So I had to like make note of it and like say something because I was like, "Yeah," because there was the Yelp review. Like when he came back from tour, and I was like, "There was there was the Yelp review about you," and he was like, "What Yelp review?" And I was like, "The one." The one about the way you smell. And then like, <laughs> he was like, how do I smell? But it's like, you know, like he knew. Like it wasn't like, oh, you're just stinky. He was like, like hippie West Philly stinky. Like I don't put on deodorant. I just put on Nat Champa. That's fine in a restaurant. And it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the general thing in a restaurant is that you shouldn't smell at all. You don't yeah. want to smell like perfume. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to smell like detergent. You know, like um, hand soap, I guess, is one thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't want to smell like cigarettes. And right. you definitely don't want to smell like you haven't taken a shower. Right. And like, you know, I know that that can be really difficult because like you sometimes are running around. And like, even if you are squeaky clean, you get a little sweaty. I know it's happened to me. It happens to me all the time. I also forget to put deodorant on very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, I just don't really get people who smell <laughs> And you can tell, like you were saying, like when somebody just like has a smell. Yeah. And when someone smells. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's also just like, I'm sorry you had to do that as a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm sure you probably handled it very well, but that sucks. Yeah. It was it was a weird one. But also, cause like at Nomad, I think part of part of its appeal but also part of what people don't like about it is it's like pretty free like your server is like like everyone's a little freaky but it's like it's fun in that way it's like oh it's like fancy food but with like like served by freaks and (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes when you have to reel it in it sucks because it's like yeah we wish it could be like anarchy we all smell however we want to smell but like also, there are rules in this industry and like smelling bad. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> um, do you want to do another and then we'll. Yeah, let's go to the pop shop again. Oh, okay. I have fun with the pop shop ones. I like. I, I tried to find, find one with your name in it, but I couldn't find one. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was literally, I tried all of the. I tried Aislinn, I tried Ace, I tried A's. I really tried to not really tell people my name. <laughs> and then also, like, I was not really 
after a certain time, I was like, not really on the floor. So. All right. This is one of the, the oldest, I guess the, when did they open? Um, 2006. 2006. So they, people started leaving reviews in 2015. I'm guessing that's like when they got their page. Oh, so we don't have anything from like 2012 no, no, or 2013? I went oldest first. Okay. Um, That's interesting. There were so many issues with the meal I had here today that although some of the food was good, the overall experience was awful. First, we squeezed into the tiny entranceway to put our names in with the hostess. A 20-minute wait on a Saturday morning didn't seem too bad, especially because they just opened this location. Oh, this is the... This, this is the Medford. Medford. I'm tired of fucking hearing shit about Medford. All right, all right. I'll find the other one. <laughs> I want to hear about Medford. The, the pop shop. Yep. Oh, here we go. This is the Collingswood one. All right, baby. Take me to the oldest. No, take me to like 2015. Lowest rated. <laughs> oh, these are all new. I came here for the first time tonight and I ordered a burger that came on an English muffin and I was not aware because the menu did not reflect this. I did not eat this burger because it was not good and my waiter did nothing to remedy it and I was still charged for a sandwich I took one bite out of. The way this was handled was unacceptable and inappropriate. I will never come back unless this establishment plans on reimbursing me for the burger I did not eat. Wow. Why is a burger on an English muffin though? I don't know. I don't remember that at all. This must be new. This one's from 2019. Okay, yeah, definitely. I. Why are you putting a burger on an English muffin? That makes no sense. That's like some breakfast shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably like a breakfast burger. Yeah. But I don't know. That's really strange. I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm kind of conflicted by the fact that they didn't say anything and then we're upset that they didn't get a refund. I mean, I'm always... There's no... I'm not conflicted about that. Like, you're dumb. Yeah. Like, if you don't say something, because your server is going to get you something different. Mm -hmm. And, like, for the most part... Like, that's one thing that I take issue with a lot of these... These, like, reviews just in general is that, like, even if a restaurant isn't great, like... Their management and their servers probably know at least like standard operating procedure for yeah. if somebody gets something that's fucked up. Like, I have never worked anywhere, including the pop shop, which is the most comp happy restaurant I've ever worked at because everything was so fucked up all the time that didn't remedy um, a situation like that ever. I've never worked someplace that did that. Yeah. Um, and like, I know that I don't account for every single person that comes into a restaurant that I work for, but like if they're doing it for me, like they're definitely doing it for other people. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, that's just like, I just think that's f fake or misunderstood. Yeah. Or like people just want to like blow it out of proportion and feel like they can justify it. Now let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the veggie burger at the pop shop? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think I've ever eaten one in my life. Um, but I know it's like a, at least if they were using the one that was being used when I worked there, like it's a pretty, it's not just like a frozen patty of nothingness. It's like actually like vegetables. Like you can see the beans, like one of those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not doing that anymore. <laughs> says this woman. Okay. What did she say? Gah. What happened? Gah. 
<laughs> to be fair, this is in relation to their veggie burger only. Now, could you imagine leaving a one-star review for the place and being like, the whole thing was fine, but like, I just want to, I'm going to give you one star because of this veggie burger. This place has a new coat of paint. The bathrooms are nicely updated and no longer smell like diapers. And That's it overall so looks that better. That was, was so bad. It was terrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Go ahead. Staff is lovely, but lots of menu changes. The amazing veggie burger is now just another out of the box one tossed on the grill. I know a lot of veggie eating parents who were always thrilled at the surprisingly great burger here, but now it's just another one of those quote unquote Southwest creations. Why change what was so great? First, they got rid of the actual ketchup to save money, I assume. Their veggie burger now sucks, and I'm guessing there are other changes we haven't seen yet. I can't go, I can't say I'm surprised other parents have told me they have dropped off going there too. Please go back to what worked and your customers expected. Wait, what do they mean they got rid of ketchup? I don't know. They had they got rid of actual ketchup. Now they I don't just know have fake means. ketchup. It's just ketchup bottles on the table. It's for display purposes only. I'm going to text Sarah and ask her about that. What happened to the ketchup? Like, why? What kind of ketchup did they used to carry? Heinz. So maybe they carry like Hunts now. That upsets a lot of people. It's so stupid. It's disgusting either way. Like, granted, <laughs> I will eat ketchup on my fries. Like, I'm not, you know, a, a fucking purist or anything, but like, it's gross. Yeah. Ketchup is gross, whether it's from, like, you know, Heinz or, or Hunts or wherever. Also, just, like, really, Heinz or Hunts, like, that's so fucking stupid. I hate that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. All right. Well, Symphony. Yes. Would you like to, like, plug anything? Anything you want the, the viewers, the listeners to know about? Yes, my band Gauche, our EP is coming out on October 1st. It's called Alien Nation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Will that be available? On all streaming platforms. Perfect. Yep. Do you have any shows coming up? I do. I've got a show on October 1st. Oh, okay. With the EP? With Palberta and Drill at Sunflower in Fishtown. And then I also have a Mischief Night show that's also a wrestling match what? at Photo Club. Hell that's yeah. So cool. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for being on yeah, thanks the so podcast. Much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, very cool. Um, all right. I mean, do you have any last words, Doria? Yeah, this uh, podcast is brought oh, to you in with technical consideration for DFX Sound and Vision, now doing Sound and Vision. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Bye. Bye.